Hope FM, Faith-Filled Radio. Well, of course, at this very sad time, uh, people around us, people that, that we love, people that we know, are going home to be with the Lord. And, and funerals are something of a challenge. And here, uh, to give us some tips and advice of how to approach uh, grief uh, is the Reverend Jonathan Martin. Good morning to you, Jonathan. It's great to hear your voice. Great to listen to that piece on the wall and answered prayer. I think you and I could pinch a thousand answers ourselves, couldn't we? Well, absolutely. I mean, I think that and it's fantastic. And I like whenever, uh, you know, in the interview that the, the, the fact that prayer is just a conversation, people can make it, you know, very, very complicated and so on. But actually, God just wants us to be real and to share our hearts. He does. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, yeah, funerals are, 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 are a, a big challenge at, at the moment. So for people who have no idea if someone close to them dies, uh, what they should do, what, what should they do? Um, you know, during this challenging time? I, I think that's a really good question. Uh, and at the moment, one of the key challenges we face is that so much seems out of control. Um, so uh, today, the choices are more limited. We can go to the crematorium, possibly to a church if it's open, or to a cemetery, but the numbers who can attend tend to be limited now to about 10 people and to immediate family. So that feels a little bit like we're shortchanging the person we love. But in Spain, that's quite common uh, in normal times. Someone would die, we would bury them within 48 hours. And then nine days later, people would have a celebration of life that would include a clear religious dynamic, an opportunity to worship and pray, as well as to remember, often in the home or in in a hall, a meeting place, and then a year later they would do the same again. So what I'm suggesting to people now is take control of what you can control. So there might be a short act of worship, a time of remembrance for immediate family at the crematorium. You might come home that evening or the next day, and you might say to your church leader, well, can we do something together on Zoom? And have a wee act of worship tell stories amongst friends, congregational members. And that's a second way of beginning to remember a person. A third way might be able, we might be able to set up a Facebook uh, page, a memorial site where hundreds of different people who've known the person we love can just sign up there and say, this is what I remember about Jonathan. You you know, he had some peculiarities. This was a wonderful time we shared uh, together. And then we might be able to look forward, say three months or four months, and say, what was it that made our friend so-and-so tick? Well, he loved the theatre as well as his God. Well, we have a theatre that um, uh, is willing to host uh, events where we give thanks for someone who has died, and that could be four months down the line. So is that another way, place and time, where we take hold of grief uh, and we look forward four months. So over a period of time, we can grieve together and plan for key events, memorial events, if you like. Uh, in each one, of course, we give thanks to God, but in each one, we give an opportunity for different aspects of someone's life to be spoken about. And then maybe two months later, they've been cremated. We may want to scatter the ashes. Uh, and again, we may bring a few people 
together just to say thank you for that person's life. And I think looking at it differently, saying this isn't a restriction, but this is an opportunity to celebrate a life, may be a very good way to approach the challenge of responding to death at this moment in time. Because what's happened in the UK, I think, Blair, and and you can remember this possibly, because you may be of my age, is that 60 years ago, people would wear a black armband. We knew that they were fragile. What we've done now is we've concertina death and grief into a moment in time where we go to a service at church, and somehow, if we're not careful, two weeks later, four weeks later, we expect the bereaved to behave normally not to be impacted by grief, by a sense of loss. However much we love that person and know they're at peace by God's grace. Um, So I think we need to turn the conversation around and say, in this really difficult situation, what what ideas do we have that are God-honoring that may help us remember this person, worship God, and assist with grief? So... uh, I have some of those ideas on a, an A5 piece of paper, and maybe with your permission, Blair, I'll, I'll send, send them to you, and you can post them on the Hope FM website if you think that's appropriate. But that's where I'm coming from and starting from. It's saying, let's not worry too much about what we can't do. Let's get engaged with what might be possible. And I'd love to have other ideas from, from people uh, in the community who are struggling with grief now, who are struggling with the reality of having to organise uh, a farewell service, a funeral, uh, an act of worship to God, saying thank you for an individual. What do you think, Blair? Well, absolutely. I mean, interesting enough, it's, it's a hot potato for me because as uh, one of our presenters uh, from years ago, just passed away a few days ago, uh, his name was Les Bailey, and his funeral is is on Friday of this week, and I've been talking to his his, his widow, and uh, funny enough, we were talking about some of these options that, that, you, that you have just mentioned there, uh, one of the things that we've said on the radio, uh, I've only done one of these thus far, but uh, is, to, is to make the airwaves available, so I've said to folk, look, if you, if you know somebody who's, who's close to you, um, in the family or a friend or whatever, and you want to make a little dedication. What we've done, basically, we've, we've played a piece of music that that person who, who's gone uh, to, to glory w- would actually love. And then, and then in the middle, we've had a little chat, just, just like a memoriam, a good thing, like a chat about, uh, uh, about the person uh, that they were. And then again, another, another piece of music. In, in, in Gwen's case, she, she was, uh, we were talking about this sort of you know, memorial a bit later on. In a way, that's a great thing because you can really, you can really plan and pray and do justice to your, to your loved one a little bit you know, further uh, down the road, and I have actually seen a, a funeral. Um, in fact, it was at Lansdowne Church where a young a young girl, Kerry, died uh, just just recently. Again, she was not not because of COVID nineteen, but of course, there's lots of people who are dying that nothing to do with COVID nineteen. But the same thing, you know, applies. Uh, but there, it was it was an online thing. Do you do you know uh, of any resources online? where people can look at these various options that you've, you've talked about? Well, I, I'm, I'm very happy to, to send them to you, Blair, because I'm not a techie like you. I don't have that vivid imagination that grabs hold of new IT. Uh, and when you set up Hope FM, I remember it. And I thought, what a wonderful way of communicating. So I'll send you what I've got. Yeah. Uh, you can perhaps put it on the Hope FM uh, website. Uh, feel free to change it and add to it. I know that you and I... Have, um, and I'll send you some other resources too 
for people to look at that have been published nationally. There's a really good website called Before I Go. Um, so I'll send you the details to that too. And I'm so glad that you mentioned this option of doing a, a, memorial, a memorial event on Hope FM. And, and it's great. We've got such generosity within a community uh, God-fearing radio station in, in the in the conurbation. And uh, I'm certainly suggesting that they take up that option through you um, in a way that works with a radio station. I think it's an excellent concept. Well, thank you, Jonathan. Absolutely. You know, if you send me over that information, we will up, most certainly put it on uh, on our website. And thank you so much for uh, for joining me uh, today. And, and you'll have to come back again and give us a, uh, give us an update on things that are that are happening. Because I know things are changing in the sense that that even when people are are quite ill, the government are talking about maybe doing something that would enable folk to say goodbye, which of course they can't do at the moment. I think that's really important um, and, and interpreting guidance for hospitals local authorities is always a, 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 wee, a, wee, a wee challenge um, and I think we need to be aware that, that um, we have a choice and it may be we're at a certain age or time in our life it may be that sadly we suffer with a range of illnesses that, that mean um, that life is close to the end for us. And, and COVID-19 is, of course, creating a fear factor now. And whereas people would tend to die uh, uh, through um, a, a, a pneumonia if they're particularly unwell, now it may be COVID-19. And, and you, someone may be in a position where they have to decide whether or not to go into hospital or whether to make the choice to stay at home, hopefully with family around them. Uh, because the reality is that, that, that the likelihood is that they're going to glory. Uh, and there may be a situation in which someone has to make that decision. And I think it's great if all of us are pragmatic about that. Um, and it's very difficult to complete all the legal documents one needs to before one dies in this situation. But something like a living will where we just put in our top pocket, get it witnessed through the window by a neighbour, will not hold the force of law, but it will make life so much easier for medics at this moment in time. Look, if I'm, if I'm struggling with my health, I'd rather be at home. This is Jonathan Martin speaking, and my neighbour, Jason Herbert, who used to be a Hope FM presenter all those years ago, and you encouraged him, can see what, I, what I've written through the window, I can then leave it outside, he can sign it, and that just gives to people a clearer indication of what my, uh, how I want to be looked after in the future. I don't want to be resuscitated. I'm 96, I've had a great life, I'm ready to go to the Lord. Um, and something as simple as that can really help people at a time of difficulty like this, because um, decisions will be made about scarce resources, whether ventilators are to be used or not. And my understanding uh, is that um, there is a limit in terms of supply. And if you're offered one, you can say no. If you're not offered one, you have no choice. And in those set of circumstances, you may think, well, I prefer to be in my home, the place where I feel more comfortable. And that's the selfless option. Uh, and by God's grace, now is the moment for me to go to glory. I think the significant uh, um, 
area of conversation for us to have as a community. And again, uh, I, I enjoy working with an organisation called Before I Go, which helps us think through those options. So thanks for raising the issue now, Blair. Look forward to talking again. Uh, uh, one of the things I would want to give thanks for, in all seriousness, is Hope FM, and to place that firmly on, on the wall. And I look forward, by God's grace, to talking to you again, if and when that is possible, my friend. For more inspirational interviews, podcasts, and Hope FM best bits, visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again.